Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Educator Essentials, the podcast where we talk with our members about success stories, best practices, and strategies for faculty, preceptors, and those involved in the education of the pharmacy workforce. My name is Gina Galanuluchin. I'm the director of the section of pharmacy educators and section of community pharmacy practitioners, and today I will be your host. We have with us a few participants from ASHP's Guided Mentorship Program, our mentors, Dr. Don Moore and Dr. Karen Keir, as well as our mentees, Agnes Musioka, Tyler House, and Victoria Grushauskas. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining us today. We'll move on to our first question. And for our listeners who may not be familiar with the ASHP Guided Mentorship Program, It was a program that was launched in the fall of 2021 in an effort to foster professional mentorship relationship between our members. The program identifies a mentor or mentee match for participants and encourages discussion, collaboration, and coaching conversations over several months. We're pleased today to have with us our mentorship pairs and help us gain some insight into their experience and what the program looked like in its inaugural year. So we'll start with our first question for our mentees, and that will be why you decided to participate in the mentorship program and what were your original goals? Hi, everyone. I am Agnes. I'm a third year student at Florida Agricultural Mechanical University College of Pharmacy, and I decided to join this mentorship program to find a mentor because I had previously lost connection with my old mentor and also pair myself with someone where I have a potential being in that field in the future. I also wanted to increase my knowledge and develop myself personally and professionally. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Tyler House, and I'm a third-year pharmacy student at the University of New Mexico College of Pharmacy. And I decided to join the mentorship program, uh, really seeking that one-on-one mentorship opportunity and to learn more about programs and pharmacy really outside of my home state of New Mexico. My goal was to learn about hospital administration, and I was lucky enough with Dr. Fuller to learn about critical care as well. Hi, everyone. My name is Victoria, and I am a fourth-year student at the University of Florida. Similar to Agnes and Tyler, I was looking for a mentorship program where I could really focus on professional development. As a fourth-year student, I knew I wanted to apply for a residency, so my main goal was to take a deep dive into all things residency, including CV review, letter of intent review, learning how to navigate mid-year, and even interview prep. I also wanted to focus on career development, and I was very fortunate to be matched with someone in my area of interest to help me navigate the transition from student to pharmacist. Those are some great reasons, and thank you guys for sharing why you chose to to be part of the program. And now I want to turn it over to our mentors and kind of ask a similar question about what was your driving factor for interest in being a mentor in this program? Sure. Thank you, Gina. I can go first. Um, So this is Don Moore. I'm the Clinical Oncology Pharmacy Manager at Levine Cancer Institute Atrium Health in Charlotte, North Carolina. So a lot of my driving factors for doing this really was reflecting back on my early career years as I did not have a mentor when I was a student. And I also don't really recall having mentorship programs like this available to me at the time. And really navigating the residency process is was extraordinarily difficult. And I just think about how useful it would have been to have someone walk me through all the various steps of it who had already been on the other side of it. Um, And really, for me, my first professional mentor uh, I really had was when I was going through ASHP's 
Pharmacy Leadership Academy several years ago. And my director of pharmacy at the time, who had been through the program approximately five years beforehand, she served as my mentor. And having her as my mentor to kind of walk me through the curriculum, how to integrate those things in my day-to-day practice was just so beneficial to my growth and development and really set me on a good course and trajectory um, that really helped me to get me to where I am today. So for me, after having those early career experiences, both without a mentor and with a mentor, participating in a program like this has just really meant a lot to me to be able to provide mentorship to someone by really being able to provide my experience and insights that I've gained along the way, really help to show the way to someone I think it's going to be a really important part in helping our next generation of pharmacists who are going to be the faces and future of our profession. So a lot of this was going to be uh, giving back, supporting ASHP in this mission, providing mentorship and leadership to really our next generation of pharmacists. So I'm Karen Kieran. Similar to Don, I have very similar reasons to wanting to participate. I've been a pharmacist for 40 years now. And I also felt like in my uh, early education, I really didn't have a lot of mentors in terms of the perspective on the profession and resources and facilitate, you know, to facilitate that career growth, growth to really get development uh, with your career. I had support in terms of looking maybe at residencies or graduate school as a means to do it, but not really any good information to really how would I go about doing this? And it wasn't until my master's combined with my PGY1 residency program where I really developed a true understanding of mentorship and being an advocate for the profession. Uh, It was considered essential as part of our program to be participating and belonging to organizations. And this is the first time that I joined ASHP as a PGY1 and started to learn all the important reasons why getting involved makes a difference. And so this program for me really highlighted why why you need to be active, why you need to give back, just like Don said, and then becoming a faculty member and serving as a residency preceptor really turned me to understand why that role as a mentor to help other people excel. And I think the profession of pharmacy gains strength when we help that next generation succeed. And especially as they learn from our history and our experience, uh, we move the profession forward. So I applaud ASHP for providing this opportunity and it was a really good experience. Thank you, everyone. And thanks, Don and Karen, for sharing your expertise and your interest as well. It sounds like the main reason is really connection, professional development, and then for our mentors, really leaning on their experiences and some good relationships they developed over time for career growth. So I think that leads us nicely to our next question. So both our mentors and mentee pairs, can you share a little bit about the logistics of the program and some of the process on your journey? How did you develop your mentorship relationship with your current mentee over the course of the program? And how did that develop and evolve over time? And this is Tyler. Um, Unfortunately, Dr. Fuller, uh, he's unable to make it to this meeting. Um, But for our first meeting, uh, it was just really getting to know one another. It was really light, kind of just general talking. Uh, We talked about where we were both from, interests outside of pharmacy. Uh, We even dove into each other's family lives and uh, how that is a part of our pharmacy profession. And we also talked about our journey of where uh, we've come from and where we're at today and as well as where we want to go in the future. So over the course of it, 
we've um, focused a lot on residency preparation and appy preparation for myself. Uh, and within the first meeting, we did the CV review um, as a part of the program. We sent our CVs to our mentors first. And uh, we went over materials and articles for myself to review for my critical care appy that I'm going to go on here in a couple months, as well as how to adequately do program research whenever I'm looking into residency programs. And a big part of what uh, Dr. Fuller and I talked about was um, a potential pseudos couples match as my wife's in medical school and going to match at the same time as me. And uh, he really was trying to help me out with logistics and how to go about trying to navigate such a thing. And we really just came up with goals and topics to address um, throughout the meeting. And then by the end of it, we had a couple just built up that we needed to address for the next time and that, we, that I could focus on in the meantime until we met up for the next meeting. This is Don. Uh, Victoria and I can go next. And I'd say, you know, um, our experience very similar to, to Tyler and Patrick's. So our first meeting was very casual. Um, it was mostly an introductory meeting, just kind of get to know each other. Talked about, you know, my career path, where she's been at with, with school, what she's been involved with, and just making sure we can have a good dialogue. We use that time to really establish goals and expectations for the program, for which, you know, Victoria main goal was getting into a residency program. So really from there, we just struck out an action plan of how we could work together and how I can mentor her through navigating the residency process. And then from there, we mapped out our first few meetings. We had some homework in the interim. So, you know, she worked on her letters of intent. I reviewed her CV. She looked up residency, um, you know, programs. And I had her, you know, kind of come up with an Excel spreadsheet of, of pros and cons, what she liked, her different interests. And then also we had a meeting before mid-year to kind of game plan for meeting with programs virtually. And actually the week after mid-year, we had a debrief meeting just to talk about what went well and how to take the next steps with things. Um, we actually ended up doing uh, later on a mock interview. Um, as she was starting to get uh, interview invitations coming through her email, and uh, which I think really helped to uh, set her up for success as she went into that interview season. So this is Karen. Agnes and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the same things, but I'll go ahead and let Agnes kind of start this topic off, and then I will finish up. Okay, so when me and Dr. Q had first met, I felt very welcomed when I was talking to her because normally I can get very nervous when I meet people, but she put a smile on my face. So I, I knew I'd be very happy with her as my mentor. So when we first started, we had predefined days where we'd meet up around every two weeks. And within those meetings, we had discussed what I wanted to do, what some of my interests were, and some of the steps I could take to be able to get in that field when I graduate. And we had done some things such as reviewing our CV and interviewing and cover letters. And I'll let Dr. Kier add what she would like to say. Yeah, absolutely. So it we uh, hit it off right away, just had a really great conversation. You know, not everything was all business. We did talk about um, other topics as well that were kind of outside school. One of the advantages that we had is that compared to Tyler and Victoria, Agnes is a little bit earlier in her career still in pharmacy school. So we were able to talk about things in the future too, like residencies, but we did talk about internship. We even talked about a career path in terms of goals, even opportunities that may, may present themselves like professional organization involvement 
at her university. We did look at uh, CVs and we talked about cover letters and we and she developed an excellent cover letter. We did a little bit of what I would call an evidence-based approach uh, when we were talking about residencies from the aspect of, you know, based on published literature, especially in journals like AJHP, where residency directors talk about what characteristics they're looking for in an applicant and what are the top things that they're considering. Uh, We talked about how to maybe formulate the CV and the cover letter to really highlight those aspects that programs are looking at or make a high priority in the selection of a resident as well. So uh, we had the advantage of having a little bit more time before some of like the residency in the mid-year and some of those things. We even discussed some student-based things like when she was taking the PACOA exam and, and how that works and just some suggestions for reviewing. We talked about different readings and resources that were also available to help. Uh, we talked about the publication that AJHP has on how to get a residency and talked about some of the information that could be found in that book as well. And so we would kind of base our next meeting off of whatever the current meeting was. Um, She would send me cover letter or CV or ideas, and then we would be prepared to talk about that at the next meeting. Uh, The other advantage that she and I have is because where she is in her career right now, Uh, We anticipate to continue talking about things because she's progressing to some more advanced things that maybe Victoria and Tyler are currently um, in the process of doing now. So we have a little bit more time on our side and we look forward to continuing the relationship and talking about career for a little while longer. Thank you all. And this is a perfect example, I think, between the three pairs. We had slightly different topics, slightly different interests and focus areas, and that really showcases why it's important to make the experience your own. Um, And of course, I'm not sure we mentioned it earlier, but there is a little bit of guidance provided by SHP as well with suggested topics. But it's great to see that every relationship kind of turns based on the needs and opportunities for for each participant. So I'm going to turn it back to our mentors and I think this is a question that many might be wondering as they're contemplating participation. We often hear hesitation from peers participating in programs because the time commitment, potential lack of guidance, um, not, not knowing where to begin with a mentorship relationship, especially as you're the mentor. So can you share your experience with the ACEHP program and any challenges you encountered or any advice? So this is Karen. So I will start off with this one. I am just so grateful to have participated in the program. I enjoyed working with Agnes and learning all about her path in pharmacy, really seeing her next steps as well. And so we really did set a common time uh, about every two weeks. We worked around schedules like exams, final exams, school breaks, those type of things. So it just basically fit into everyone's schedule. That was nice. We always kind of had a a topic or an agenda that we knew we were going to talk about. One of the beauties of that was uh, ASHP as part of the program sent us uh, a guided mentorship like this next couple weeks or this month, maybe you can talk about this particular topic. They had a toolkit that we could use that was meant for 
everyone that participated in the program. So that was a that helped a lot. So when I looked back at the time involved, it really was not all that much invested, maybe two or three hours per month. But I my experience, um, you know, far exceeded the time that I put in to the program and what I got out of the program far exceeded the time. And I would encourage people to think very seriously about participating in this program in the future. There's so many opportunities and the, the really in terms of improving advocacy and, and helping mentees feel comfortable in asking questions about careers and residencies and CVs and cover letters and those type of things. And just understanding, you know, that, I think sometimes people see us as preceptors and have practiced for a number of years and think think that we've never had a bump in the road. And I think most of us as mentors can tell you we've had our bumps. And I think it's sometimes important for them to see, you know, how we've overcome some of those things, what we have learned and how we can share that experience. So they have less bumps in the road. But like I said before, I mean, the program is officially ending, uh, but we still plan to meet. And I just think this was well worth our time. And at this point, I'll turn it over to Don for any of his comments. So thanks, Karen. I, I'm going to echo a lot of your sentiments. I also personally had an excellent experience with this mentorship program. Working with Victoria was great. I, I agree that, a, you know, wasn't really a whole lot of a big time commitment with this. I'd say, a, like you had said, maybe a couple hours a month as far as a time commitment goes. The closest thing to maybe even a challenge was just scheduling, um, just because, you know, students going through appies, uh, everyone has a different appy every month. And it's a matter of being flexible. And I think that's important um, in going into this is as a mentor to show your flexibility of, of how you can, you know, work around your mentee schedule, because it's obviously a very turbulent time in their you know, young professional life going through the residency process and appies and things are changing frequently. Um, otherwise, I did really appreciate um, the different types of resources available from ASHP as far as determining the different types of things that you could work on and discuss with your mentee. I use it as a bit of a framework. Otherwise, I think a lot of our discussions and where we took all of our different meetings and what topics we had planned really came organically. And I think that um, having organic and open discussion like that probably made for a really good you know, mentor-mentee relationship as far as building rapport and building my mentee towards you know, those next steps. Thank you for that. I agree. I think the organic relationship is is very beneficial in ensuring that the flow matches the needs and, and the personalities too. Thank you both for sharing. I want to turn it over now to our mentees and talk to us a little bit about the resources that you found helpful in initiating contact with your mentor, establishing and maintaining productive goals throughout the program. I know many of you came from not having a mentor before or some of you from having previous relationships. So how was this program for you? We'll start with Victoria. Sure. So ASHP provided us early on with many tools and resources to use throughout the mentorship program. But the two resources I used the most were probably the mentee self-reflection work sheet and the expectations worksheet. Both of these worksheets provide an in-depth self-assessment to get you really thinking about what you wanted to get out of the program before meeting with your mentor. So by communicating expected goals, areas of interest, and areas of weakness, my mentor and I had very clear expectations from the beginning, and we were able to hit the ground running. And with that, I will pass it on to Agnes so she can speak more towards the resources available. 
I myself did use the resource library in creating my initial contact, as well as some of the topics we were going to discuss throughout our following meetings. I personally liked how, how they had the cover letter as one of the goals for talking about with your, your mentor, because I've never made a cover letter before. And so having that, I was able to create one and I'm still able to work on it with my mentor. And she's also reviewed it. And to echo much of what Victoria and Agnes have said, that resource library that ASHP has provided was essential for everything that I did. Um, Just like Victoria, I really love that ASHP, the self-reflection worksheet. It allowed us as mentees to share our personal story, as well as our goals and hopes for the future, even before meeting them. So it really served as an icebreaker. And it made, for at least for myself, that first encounter with Dr. Fuller uh, so much easier We also had uh, specific goals uh, just to kind of have at the end of each meeting, even diving into some of the emails from ASHP too, to that really helped talking about the next session too. Thank you. I think that's, it's nice that you were able to utilize some of those resources and obviously additional information that you exchanged with your mentors as well. So we're nearing the end of the podcast, but I did want to have one final question for everyone, and this would be for our pairs or our pairs that are present today. So what are some lessons that you learned and benefits that you will take with you at the conclusion of the program and any words of wisdom for those that may be considering participation in future years? So I think Agnes and I will start first. And again, I will let Agnes go ahead and, and start with her comments and then I'll follow up. I just want to say thank you to ASHP for allowing me to have this opportunity and for Dr. Kier for being my mentor. I've enjoyed having you. But for other participants who hope to join this program in the future, you should always be open-minded and take every opportunity as it does come because it may not come back around. And you can also have increased confidence or reassurance when navigating into new areas. Because for me, my cover letter and my CV was one where I felt like they were good, but Having somebody else review it from a different perspective, I do feel much better about how my CV does look and also paying it forward so that others after you or before you will be able to join this program. And also being an advocate for our profession, especially for those who are starting their careers, because it's all about making a difference. Yeah, I love that. Agnes has been wonderful. I have so much enjoyed getting to know her. And I, again, thank ASHP as well for this opportunity. It's great to see a student with her kind of mindset in terms of improving and just being the best that she can be. So it always makes you feel good to know that you're turning the profession over to someone who who will make it uh, even better. And so I think the really key is to this is that, that paying it forward. I feel that I had so many people in my career over 40 years who have helped me achieve and excel and be the best I can be as a pharmacist, not only for my own personal development, but for my patients as well, and then also for my students. And so I think this opportunity to meet other people, learn from them, um, enjoy working with them, and then really making a difference in the long run has been very rewarding. Yeah. And then this is Tyler. I think going forward, I think I think it's just invaluable information that uh, Dr. Fuller has been able to give me um, about pursuing potential HSPAL residencies, as well as even the consideration of critical care residency if I decide to go that route as well. And I think just as I go forward, it's never too early, I think, to try to pass off this information 
and mentorship that I've been given. So I think just taking on more mentorship roles uh, to younger classmen and using the same strategies that Dr. Fuller used with me, uh, just because I've never felt so welcomed and so easygoing talking to a pharmacist and a mentor like that. And I do feel more prepared and confident as I approach my fourth year and all because of Dr. Fuller's guidance throughout this program. And like um, Agnes and uh, Dr. Kier have said, I, um, I really appreciate this opportunity by ASHP to give us this chance. And I hope uh, more people take advantage of this. I could not agree more, Tyler. So from a student perspective, I would really like to emphasize what a positive and invaluable learning experience this has been. And actually moving forward, I have a new goal giving back to provide the same guidance to students when I graduate. Actually, looking back, when you think about everything that my mentor, Dr. Moore, and I have accomplished, I can confidently say I feel prepared to face life after graduation as an independent practitioner, and I would highly recommend this program for all students. So this is Don. So um, when I think about being a mentor and, you know, a lot of this is, you know, passing on knowledge to your mentee, I think there's also some, you know, quite frankly, some direct benefit to even myself as a mentor in this too. So this was an excellent point of reflection for me. So I'm a mid-career pharmacist. I'm now actually about to make a career transition to a more formal leadership position at my institution. And really being able to uh, go over and sharing the details of my own career journey and really be able to reflect on my experiences has really helped me get ready for that next career steps. But otherwise, my words of wisdom and final to keep in mind for a mentor going into this program is to be flexible, to listen, and just to be excited to be a mentor. So definitely be mindful that your mentees have an ever-changing schedule, so you want to be flexible around that. This is, as I said before, a very turbulent and a significant time of uncertainty for students or trying to go through the process of obtaining a residency after now just having gone through the rigorous years of didactic pharmacy school education. So with that, you know, there can certainly be some hardships. So it is really important to be, you know, someone who can listen to your mentee, uh, someone who can have, you know, open dialogue and, and a safe space for conversation like that. And, you know, let's face it, pharmacy school can be hard. Getting a residency is hard. And honestly, sometimes being a pharmacist is hard. So I think it's really important that I showed my mentee that I was excited about being her mentor and that I was still loved being a pharmacist and really trying to come into this program with, you know, an attitude that would motivate, excite, and really inspire my mentee to reach for the stars and be excited to get ready for finally becoming a pharmacist and having their whole career ahead of her and to do those things and do great things and be ready to be a future leader for our, that, you know, our profession is going to need. Great reflection and a really strong end to that, Don. Thank you so much for that insight. Unfortunately, this is all the time we have today, but I did want to thank both our mentors and mentees for taking the time additionally out of their day to be with us today and share their experiences. Hopefully they've intrigued some of our listeners today. For those of you who are listening or interested in learning more, you can find more details by visiting www.ashp.org slash guided mentorship. That's one word. The webpage includes resources for both mentors and mentees and information on how to sign up for the upcoming fall cycle. So thank you again, everyone, for tuning in for this session of Educator Essentials. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation and be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. 
be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time.